Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Ranger Pod Giggity Giggity, where we are mounting the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. Heh <laughs> Alright! I'm Quagmire! Um, uh, hello? Quag- Quagmire? Oh, hey! Uh, no, it's just me doing a voice. Oh, oh, oh. Basically, it was either do that. Or, like, write some rhymes and things to be the actual quagmire from this episode, and I didn't want to. Oh, so. well, that would have been great. You would have been so good at writing down sick-ass rhymes for the listening public. Uh, I don't do that. Uh, well, I guess it's a good thing you're an expert on Power Rangers and pretty much everything to do with it. Um, yeah, I- oh, yeah, I'm I'm PDT, not quagmire. That's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you, you're and you're Grax, of course. You're just like the village idiot uh, who I found, just like yeah, in the sewers. Oh, uh, come on! It wasn't that bad. Uh, it wasn't the sewers. It was just outside well. the, the car park, and um, yeah. But but I'm here, and I've been enjoying watching these episodes of Power Rangers. You were still drinking rainwater out of a crisp packet, but that was the only container I could find at the time. Okay, so we are looking today at Island of Illusion. Part two. Mm, the continuation yeah. from last week's episode. The continuation, which is in nowhere let down after the first episode, which was great. Um, Apart from some of it, which wasn't. I'm not too sure. I'm not feeling particularly confident about the goodness of this episode, Power Rangers. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm yeah, I'm not, I'm not confident either, but I'm sure that's that's fine. So yeah, Grax is going to do his usual synopsis yeah. thing. This is the episode that first aired on. 3rd of November 1993, obviously. Grax is going to do a synopsis. To be honest, they're mainly fairly poor. So I'm not expecting good things from this one. So Grax, take it away uh, if you want. Probably Uh, Okay, I'll do my best. So, hey, do you remember episodes 2, 4, 10, 12, 13 and 25 of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? No. Well, good thing you can watch this episode because they play clips of all those episodes when each of the heroes find out that they're starting to fade away and they have to remember these episodes to regain their confidence. And uh, I don't know. This isn't a very good synopsis. I mean... Grax? I mean, uh, what? Grax, you're, you're fading, buddy. What? What's going on? Oh, my... Oh, oh no! Please, no, I, I don't want to be fading away. Oh, but Hey, Grax, Grax, but, Grax. What? Re- remember, remember the time, yeah. right when I when I was being Frankenstein and I was going Arr, Arr, oh, throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, was or a- remember the time when I was on the phone to my mum just throughout it, or the time when I just went off and like did something else while you were talking. Uh, okay. You got you got through all those times. You can get through this, buddy. I'm not quite sure how that's building my confidence, but okay. Uh, I'm just gonna imagine those times where I managed to pull myself through your selfishness. Okay. I'm pulling... Yes, it's working! I'm materialising! One minute left! What? One minute left! Oh! Ah! Uh, okay, so all the heroes are back, uh, which is a good thing too, because Rita gets really, really angry after the heroes regain all their uh, uh, risk communicators and power coins. Uh, but the thing is, Rita gets super mad about this. She makes herself grow to the size bigger than the island. She starts to destroy the island. At this point, it's morphing time now. 14 minutes and 55 seconds. Does she seconds. make herself grow, or does she make the island shrink? No, 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 she makes herself grow. That's how I, I mean, interpret we, it anyway. We, we 
have so few talking points for this episode that we should probably <laughs> talk about that when we get there. Yeah, exactly. Carry on, Grax. You've got like uh, minus 10 seconds. Okay, so it's morphing time of 14 minutes and 55 seconds. Yes, that's right. The whole clip show took up 75% of this episode because now the Power Rangers, they're back into their Zords, safe from the destroyed island. The Zords, they are on freeze and then they form together the Dragon Zord and the Mega Zord to form the Mega Dragon Zord and they completely blast away um, uh, what was it? Mutitis, that was his name. Yeah, the Doom-looking yep. guy with their Z-branded energy ball. And then they summon Titanus to form the Ultra Zord, which scares away Lokar, the giant Japanese head guy with spiky hair, and the heroes win. And the episode Two, ends... Two, one, the end. We don't want to hear about the dance party. We don't want to hear about Zack winning the dance competition. Absolutely not. No, you, so, you don't have to. This Island of Illusion, <laughs> part two. I think that was actually the shortest synopsis I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> and you know why it I is? Mean, because there's nothing to talk about in this episode. No, it's because you missed out a hell of a lot of stuff. Well, so. Um, I'd, I'd like what? Oh, come on. Look, every person that come up is a person starts to fade away after they realize they have no confidence for some reason. And then Trini starts whining. Quagmire! Quagmire! My friends are fading away! Actually, it's Kimberly who starts whining. Kimberly starts to whine, but then Trini, every other time, goes, Quagmire! 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 Okay, well, at least you're now mentioning Quagmire, who I don't think came up in your synopsis at all. Um, because it's irrelevant. You know, ha- having done all that work setting him up at the beginning, let's go back to where we were at the end of last week, where Zach was disappearing. Yes, fair enough. So Zach was disappearing after seeing the snake and completely losing confidence in himself. And Quagmire, having the last thing he said like last week was, oh, you're with Rita, I'm off. Mm-hmm. Now he pops up and goes, fight Rita if you can, only Quagmire knows her plan, and disappears. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, that's, he's not very helpful at all, despite being a person who's trying to help them out. He's not helpful. He's not consistent. It's not needed. Mm. But that's the thing. He only needs to tell them once, and he does it at some point, that you just got to think positively. you got to think and believe in yourself. And that's the solution. That's the ev- place to start. And I say, hey, what a wonderful <laughs> kind of day. Yeah, Arthur. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so luckily Zach disappears really quite slowly. <laughs> well, he well the thing is, it starts off really quickly. And it goes all the way up his leg, his chest, his torso, and it stops about his shoulders. And then yeah. that's it. It doesn't get any more faded away. Yeah, it's nice at this time for Kimberly to go, uh, uh, Quagmire, Quagmire, please help! And like Zach said, I'm still disappearing, guys! Yep, two minutes in, I'm still disappearing. And so this inconsistent Quagmire character pops up and goes, oh, okay, yeah, just remember some, like, good memories and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just gotta remember that good time. And Zach's like, you're right. Okay, I remember the time I was fighting the Black Knight. You gotta remember that good time, but you've gotta do it in rhyme. Well, Zach, Zach didn't need to, he just needed to remember it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he remembered the time that he beat the Nasty Knight. Which is kind of true. He did fake by beating one. I felt that was disingenuous. Oh, really? Well, you know, yes, he managed to hold off the night in a fight. Yeah. But it wasn't all right because at the end of the night, he didn't beat it on his own. That was pretty darn good. Better than what I would have done. No, it it was bad. It it flowed like, like Robin Hood. It wasn't that good. Oh, wow. Busting rhymes is really hard. Don't be such a friggin' tart anyway. Um... <laughs> okay, so 
he shows them beating it in the Megazord, and that wasn't him. But it, it was enough for Zack to gain his confidence back to the point where he rematerialized back to his normal form. It did its job. It may be disingenuous, yeah. but it did its job. Okay, fair enough. But then we cut to the command center where Alpha and Zordon are going to help. Except they don't really. No, Alpha. It, it, you can do get to see Alpha getting zapped on the bum for some reason, though. Yeah, I found that whole sequence a bit weird because what happens is Alpha's punching all these numbers and recrossing wires to try and get a good signal to be able to contact the rangers and then zordon's like hurry alpha you've got to do something and alpha's like yeah computer you've got to do something and that's where he starts having an argument with the computer and it zaps back and it it shows it has sentience well you know at least someone in this show has sentience yeah that's a very good point but it's it's weird because it's a machine talking down to a machine and there's a weird strange sense of i guess there's got to be a hierarchy there yeah the only thing it made me think of it it makes me think of um goofy and pluto in disney cartoons really think about it are you suggesting that alpha and the command center computer could have a spin-off no that's exactly the opposite of what i'm suggesting (laughs) no what i'm saying is goofy and pluto they're both dogs and yet goofy is the sentient talking character and pluto's the pet oh and alpha and the sentient computer they're both dogs yeah and alpha's the talky dog and the sentient computer is the pet right it's like a weird sense of dominance i mean how what how what right does a machine have to be dominant over a machine alpha is doming the computer maybe um take it take it hard (laughs) take it hard Uh, I don't know, it just seemed to be. So now weird. we know what kind of porn I like to look at. Um, oh no, this is not the time to talk about your your browsing history there, PDT. Yeah, yeah. Funny if there are any women out there who want to tie me up or something. I am. <laughs> yep, at PDT says things. Um, or just tweet us at RangerPod. You know, that's me as well, so. But then, yeah, I just found it a bit strange that Alpha was having this weird dynamic moment, but maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Oh, I think you definitely are. It's another backpack in the bush situation. It sure is. And the thing is, the whole contribution of Zordon and Alpha is one minute in total. They, they, yeah, it, it's so minuscule that, and they do absolutely nothing to help the Rangers out of the situation. Well, I guess there's not much they can do, mm, especially because the uh, island of illusion is re- reflecting any attempts at communication. Yeah, so okay, let's go back to the island where yeah, it's Kim's. It's Kim's turn. Yes, and frankly, already things are, well, they're going downhill and they're kind of going uphill because mm-hmm. Kim's the thing that makes Kim lose confidence, having been told that everything is an illusion. Yeah, yeah, is that Bulk and Skull appear obviously dressed as angels and helping a was it a puppy or something? It was no, it was a it was either a frog or a toad, and they were trying okay. to help the frog or toad get back to its pond with a with a comically yeah. sized home sign as they're trying to um, uh, guide it back to the water, and they're being overly kind and and, and generous. As, oh, Bulk, let us partake in this generous gesture of returning this amphibian back into the water. Oh no, 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 Skull! I wouldn't dream of you having the inconvenience let's do it together ah ah and And that's somehow enough for kimberly to just like lose her confidence what i don't understand that either the way she was treating it it was her lines was oh my goodness if rita can do that to bulk and skull (laughs) then she's capable of anything yeah but she can't you've already been told it's an illusion kim yeah 
<laughs> the thing is, what's wrong with Balkan Skull potentially being nice? It's not like a, it's it's a crazy mixed up world. Up is down, left is right. Cats living with dogs. This is insane. He's like, no, it's not that bad. I don't know. Have we had any nice Balkan Skull moments They've, so far? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, they've had moments where they're a human. Like that time yep. they were flying on the yep. plane and they weren't being bullies. I think maybe we've not had any proper nice moments for them, but yeah, that just it just doesn't come across as anything. It's I mean the the good the thing is it's really fun. Yeah. To see Jason Narvey and Paul Schreier dressed up like that. Yep. You know, over exaggeratedly playing these sort of good versions of themselves. Yeah. Although I don't quite understand why they needed to go over the top with being white angels, literally to the point where they have angelic wings. Even though I did like Bulk's white leather jacket, which is cool, but the, the only thing that <laughs> the thing is, it just made me think. Okay, you can see it as they're being good, but you could also see it as they're dead. They 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 they've died and they've been resurrected as angels to do good in the world. And it's like that's not a very nice image. Power Rangers, what are you doing? To saying a Bulk and Skull are dead? Yeah, well, I mean that would have been a lot more sensible as a thing to set Kimberly off. Yeah. So, oh my god, they're both dead. Oh, Rita's are capable of killing them. She's really capable of everything. Yeah, Rita's killed Bulk and Skull. She's she's going to like come for us next. Yeah. I mean, it still wouldn't have made much sense, no. but it would have been better than what we got. Yep. Yep. Better writing from the both of us. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and in the case there was like Quagmire, Quagmire. Oh, uh, he pops up. Yeah, just be confident. Boof. Okay, remember that time? Remember that time you fought that toad? And she was like, "Yeah, I remember the time I fought that toad. My bow was the only thing that could have destroyed it." Yeah, and I mean, I guess it was on that occasion. Fair enough. Even though she never actually got told that it had to be her bow, or there was never any good reason for it. But yeah, the episode. Okay, the episode. fine. <laughs> so with that, she was able to rematerialize and be back to normal, which is good. Excellent. Um, who was next to be fading away? Was it uh... Tommy? That's it. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. So what happens is, is Tommy goes up to Kim and he goes, "Yeah, congratulations, you 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 got yourself out of the funk. That's great." And then Tommy starts tripping out. He goes, "Oh my god, putties! Putties are everywhere!" And he starts fighting all these putties, which actually turn out to be his mm. friends. Yes, he loses his confidence at fighting five putties. No, yeah, but the thing is, I have to say, I actually really liked this tripping out sequence because it's the one that makes the most sense and is actually something yep, interesting. Yep, completely agree. Best tripping out sequence. Okay, we've been told things are an illusion, but he doesn't necessarily know that... He certainly doesn't know that they're his friends because he can't understand them anymore. Yeah, exactly. It, and the thing is, it's not him just going, oh, no, I'm a coward, boo-hoo. It's like him trying to defend himself. And they should, yeah. I think they should have done that for the entire cast everyone should have been like seeing a, an enemy that they had to fight and continuously yep. fight until they're exhausted i mean what i would have liked to see was when quagmire turns up for him for like tommy to see like a short putty <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been cool it's what a reaches yeah. rejects over there i better put it out of his misery yeah um but obviously oh. that that doesn't happen but i mean what lets this down is that this becomes a confidence thing for Tommy, where he's like, oh God, I can't defeat five putties. No, I really can't defeat five putties, except for that one time where I defeated five putties. Except for the many times when I've defeated many putties. Yeah, I'm running out of fingers about the number of times I've defeated five putties. Yeah, I I was... And the thing I like about this is is remembering sequences. Okay, the other episodes, uh, the other heroes are like remembering back to episode three, episode 13, quite far back. 
He was only remembering to like last week. Do you remember that time last week where I was outside the edge of Grove and I took on those five putties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. but there's a thing. He's only been around for like six episodes. He doesn't have anything to work with. No, well, this is, I mean, as you say, this is episode 25 that they flash back to. And we're only on episode 29 now. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, it was, it was just a bit humorous because... It was just going so far back, and whilst we get examples like uh, Jason, which we'll come to, goes all the way back to episode four. Yeah. Well, Trini goes back to episode two. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, what I would have liked to see was Tommy flashing back to Green with Evil Part 1 and just being like, I was the Green Ranger, and the Megazord was so big, and the command center was so fierce, but I went in there, I wrecked everything, I punched Trini in the face. <laughs> good times. <laughs> no. <laughs> That makes more sense. That was a bit more yeah, impressive. Yeah, I think so. But the thing is, my my um fear of that is he would have completely relapsed and gone back to being a bad guy. Well, you know, is that such a bad thing? It's the thing? risk you've got to take for your confidence. If he was a bad guy, at least he'd probably turn up for more than half the fight. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and then he has the audacity, once it's all over, to go, oh, man, I was faced with, like, a zillion putties. No, you weren't. You were faced yeah, with the- five... No, that's fine. I mean, that makes sense because no, was... no, it doesn't. No, it does. A zillion. It's like you you can't count a zillion on one hand. But the thing is, he's trying to make himself sound more impressive than he actually is. He can't just say, "Oh, there was there was five putties there." That doesn't sound... <laughs> I was scared of five putties. Yeah, but, but if was... I was scared of a zillion putties, yeah, but to be that fair, makes more sense. Zach was scared of a snake. The bar has not been set high here. Tommy could have <laughs> quite happily gone, yeah. He could have gone, I was scared of three putties. I still I still better than you. No, no, well, yeah, he could have done, but then he would have felt ashamed because he's like, scared of three putties? I, I can do three putties. Let's let's lie. Let's make it sound more impressive than it actually is. Yeah, okay. I Maybe. Just because he's confident doesn't mean he's not a liar or, or something. Yeah, okay. Well, let, let's move on because, I mean, maybe this is the point where we should just give up because uh, that's what Rita did. Yeah. <laughs> you cut to Rita and she's just like, oh, yeah. Billy and Trini. And, <laughs> I mean, Billy and Trini losing confidence are the worst things. Well, the thing is, I don't think Rita needed to. I mean, this this is the beauty of the island. And in Trini's case, she's showing that she's a very, not very confident person. Her, her problem is she was scared that Rita would come after her. Yeah. And that was that was the trigger. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fair. I mean... Because by that point, it's a self-perpetuating fear machine. Maybe. I mean, they then tried to sort of throw in something about her fear of heights. Which could be a relapse. I mean, she's obviously psychologically damaged if yeah. she remembers her fear of heights. Um, but really, it's just a saying, oh, no, Rita might come for me next. Oh, I'm fading away. It's like... Come on. Yeah, that's paranoia. That's losing confidence. And to lose confidence means you fade away up until your shoulders and you stay there for a while. I mean, I feel like you're putting so much more effort into selling this than the episode did. I sure am. (laughs) (laughs) And then Billy just goes, oh, my inventions can't help this time. Fade away. Well, that's the thing. He he wasn't showing any real emotion. It felt very nihilistic. It's like, oh, even my scientific mind can't solve anything. Oh, well. I feel like David Yost got better as an actor as time went on. (laughs) Maybe. It just hasn't happened yet. (laughs) He'll get better, but today's not that day. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then he remembered the time he fought Madame Woe. Which, to be fair, I mean, yeah, they are good choices of flashbacks. Except for Trini's, actually, come to think of it. Because all the other ones are the Power Rangers fighting something. Trini just got over a fear of heights and was still a human form. 
that was still a massive barrier for the character to overcome. True, true. No, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I think Jason's flashback was always going to be King Sphinx and Goldar. I mean, if it wasn't, I would have been confused and wondering what was going on. That was the one time he had a real challenge. And it's the one time he went against something mono mono I mean, Jason's thing... Quagmire is no help when Jason's thing happens. <laughs> it's like, Quag- Quagmire, this is the worst one yet. He can't see us to help him, help us out, and he just pops up and goes, dear, oh dear, nasty magic happening here. Gone. To be fair, I think by this point, Quagmire has been so fed up with constantly being summoned by yes. Trini. Yeah. When he's told them five times what they're <laughs> supposed to do. I mean, I'm, I can't rhyme because it's like, for f- shut the f*** up. I've told you what to do. It's the, the the solution is entirely up to you. It's like, look, just believe in yourself for f- sake. And just, that's it. Okay, that's- yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Yeah, so then we do go back to Angel Grove. But before we go back to Angel Grove, mm-hmm. should we go back to Angel Grove via Japan? Please. End of last episode. We've got Satan Franken now, the final form of Dora Franken and and Zombie Franken. Mm. Uh, he's got he's got Satan in his chest. I don't know if that was obvious in the American one, but he has got Lokar or Satan in the middle of his chest. There is a mm-hmm. shot of it with actually the actor in place where he sort of opens his eyes. So anyway, yeah, then Barai shows up and you have the whole Dragon Sword fight. Yeah, it sprays the Megazord and Dragon Sword with the foam. Ah, so the, this is the foam that was in the previous episode of Power Rangers. Yes, but it actually gets used in this episode of Zoo Rangers. It's actually powerful corrosive acid. That makes sense. And Daijujin's like, we will soon perish. And unless you go and like help and go and go off, they end up in the lapsless room, which is where Baraya's been staying. They run into Clotho, the creepy, like, white-faced child who's like, hee-hee, you've only got 15 hours left now. Then this is obviously a revelation to the Zoo Rangers, and they're like, what? What do you What do you mean? What's going on? Clotho reveals that Barai was actually crushed by falling rocks when he was in hibernation. Oh, wow. Just because of, like, ice ages and things and just general sort of movement. Generally bad luck. General bad luck, yeah. He got crushed and killed. <laughs> it was only at the behest of... Daiju Jin, that Clotho gave him back some life in order to, you know, fulfil his purpose. So, yeah, that's why he's there. So Clotho also reveals that Satan Franken is out and he's breathing gas all over the place. And anyone who inhales the gas is going to die a slow, painful death. Wow. Yeah. Really? That's what? Yeah. So all the innocent bystanders, the city goers, they will die if they inhale the smog. Yeah, exactly. So the only way to defeat it is the same way that it was defeated once before, by forming Ultimate Daiju Jin. Oh, yeah, this is the best. Yeah, but uh, Ultimate Daiju Jin can't be formed because it got damaged in the previous site, so they have to like find a component or something. It's not complete, anyway. And to do this, they must head north they can overcome the challenges there they'll find what they need so they they get t- teleported back to earth and first the first thing they do is they like meet these kids at a camp and they've inhaled the gas so they're not well and boys like hey geki no if we if we stop to help these kids we won't be able to get the thing and geki's like we're going to help these kids how how very noble of them yeah so satan takes over and that's the end of zoo ranger Wait, no, no, hang on, stop, stop. That's the end of the episode of Zoo Ranger? And that's the end of the series. That's, wait, what? That's the end of the series? Yep. No, obviously it's not. 
So, uh, they're, they're trying to look after these kids, and Lammy and Grifosa burst in. So, three of them got, like, black, green, and blue go off to fight Lammy and Grifosa. Bay stays to look after the sick kids. Yellow runs off to get a doctor, and Geki runs to the north. Because this is Game of Thrones, and he needs to, like, yeah, <laughs> winter is coming, guys. There's some pretty cool fighting that goes on. The Green Ranger picks up a log and just, like, slams it into Goldar. That's nice. pretty cool. I'm pretty sure we'll probably see this footage at some point. Because so this it, sounds like a pretty amazing footage. Yeah, it's usable. It's not that amazing. I think I did see we had a tweet the other day so, from Quinn again. We've got like two listeners, and you know he was saying <laughs> that I make the Zoo Ranger footage sound better than it is. A lot of time I don't. You know I I am trying to sort of temper it, and I think moments like that maybe do sound better on paper than they actually are. Because you know they're <laughs> for one thing they're obvious polystyrene logs. Yeah, so anyway, Boy brings a doctor to help the kids. Geki comes across a waterfall and he's like, oh, I, I can't go any further. The path's blocked. And then he remembers, oh. he remembers the spirit saying, if you overcome the challenges, you'll get what you need. And so he jumps into the waterfall. That's the challenge? Just jumping into the waterfall? Yeah, pretty much. Because um, oh. then as soon as he does that, all of the other Zoo Rangers like, appear next to him. They're teleported from the house and things. And they find this like plaque which basically says, give voice to your mission and submit your medals, your power coin things into the slots. And so then there's this whole sequence where they're flashing back to earlier in the episode to things they've done. You know, you've got May flashing back to the fact that she's not giving up on these kids. Uh, so she's like, I am May, the princess of love or something. and The warrior of love, that's it. And she, puts, uh, okay. and she puts her coin in the slot. Boy goes on the warrior of hope. Gushy goes on the warrior of wisdom. Dan's the warrior of courage. Green is the warrior of power. And Geki is the warrior of justice. Nice. They put their coins in the wall. It glows and like streaks of light come out of it and somehow like revive Daijujin and Dragon Caesar. And they all go back into it to do, to complete the battle. Yeah, so they form Sovereign Daijujin, which is Mega Dragon Sword, the actual Mega Dragon Sword this time, where the bits of the Dragon Sword are just sort of wobbling off at the sides of it. So it's it's just the Megazord skinning the Dragon Sword and just wearing it like a pelt, Pretty much, yeah. As opposed to the Dragon Sword and Mega Art b- b- Battle Mode, which is the Dragon Sword clopped together with... Oh, this is slightly confusing. Yeah, it is confusing, and it does the Kaiser Burst, which is the thing with the, ter- the pterodactyl shield firing off. Oh, that's so cool. That is like, it's like a spirit bomb. It, that's pretty cool. And then it does the Empire attack, which is the Zed thing. So yeah, then they form the Ultra Zord, which is Ultimate Daijujin. And this is the first time they formed it. So you know, there's a few sort of beauty shots of it as it appears and things. And yeah. It's a fantastic shot of this toy that appears out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to let that go. It- I'm not saying it's bad, but it just looks like a giant toy commercial. That's because it is. So, yeah, then they all fire at Lokar, uh, the great Satan, and he disappears. So he runs away scared. Well, that's the thing. They In Zoo Ranger, they don't remark on it. They're just like, we've defeated him. Because I guess the idea is they certainly believe they've sent him back to hell. And, of course, all the kids who were trapped in the pillar, they reappear, and it's all fine. The end. Another fine episode of Zoo Ranger. Another fine episode of Zoo Ranger. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so then we end on the dance party. Bulk dances to the theme tune from Bulk and Skull. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, I mean, yes, the, the whole idea of Bulk dancing away and supposed to be losing with a, a 1, a 0, and a negative 3 score. 
I can't help but give praise to Bulk. Because, yes, all right, he may not be the best dancer there, and he, his moves may be questionable, but he actually got up there and danced, which is probably the most bravest thing that any average person can do. I agree. I think it's another example of Bulk and Skull getting pooed on. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for trying, for trying to put themselves out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like personal character development and everyone should be... I mean, yes, it's not very good and it's a bit funny, but I would, if I was in the crowd, I'd be like, yeah, go Bulk and Skull! Show us your moves! And I would give them a round of applause at the end because what they've done is incredibly brave. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, and, you know, there's, I also don't like the fact there's no deliberation from Ernie as well. It's just like, yep, you've won. Well, he has no soul. I mean, he's been in the business for far too long. He has no soul. Wow. (laughs) It's whatever whatever remnants of a soul or conscience or a personality has been eroded away for years. And he's just just there. It's a husk. And, of course, on the decks is Quasimodo or Quagmire. Like, having spent the whole episode relying on him and calling his name. It's like, oh, what was his name again? Quasimodo? No, no. No. Don't be... You know, I thought, okay, I mean, okay, that's quite fun. He top, he pops up in the episode. He pops up with the decks playing music. Aha, uh-huh, that's cool. But wait a minute, how did he get to this dimension? Yeah, how how did he get transported to this dimension? And does that mean he's here forever now? Are we going to see Quagmire again? Well, he got transported to this dimension because his home got destroyed by Rita. Yeah, who became super giant. Like it's like the biggest giant form ever. He's been made homeless. It's yeah, yeah. I. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, I mean, Rita, I mean, what a cow. Yeah. Just because you wanted to destroy the rangers doesn't mean you don't have to grow to the size of a planet and just start shaking it up. And then just like, how did she destroy again? Did she just zap it or did she yeah, like an yeah. elbow drop? I can't remember. Yeah, she's upset. I mean, that was quite frightening. I mean, we've never seen so. anything that big before. No, well, I mean, I saw it like 30 episodes ago in the Zuranger footage. But yeah, I guess, I guess for you it's new. Yeah. It was new for me. Uh, that was another thing I should have asked, but where was that come from? But there you go. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, Quagmire's homeless. Yep. Do we um, have... The end. And uh, no, we never <laughs> see him again. No. No, I didn't think so. Of course Plot we the don't. Over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I guess we should probably rate this one then. Well, I have to say, considering the fact this is actually a very short episode of Power Rangers, there wasn't very much to talk about. We've managed to talk about a lot of things. We have done. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there. Okay, so in terms of this episode, Ultimately, despite the fact that I liked the last five minutes of uh, Zoo Ranger in the Power Rangers episode, where they all managed to get back into the, to the uh, Megazord to form the Ultra Sword and blow blow stuff up, which is always brilliant and fun. Yeah, everything else is rubbish. Everything else was not supposed to be there. This this whole storyline should not have been two parts. It should have been one part. <laughs> but well, no, I don't know about that. I think there is clearly too much going on for one episode i like the zoo ranger footage so much i wish they could have just rewritten it to be condensed into one even if they just completely scrapped the yeah. confidence storyline even they completely scrapped the dancing storyline and just come up with something else there's got to be a better way to condense this into one episode I don't and know. do I not think, create a filler i think you've got to do a two-part story because the battle you know has that thing where they all teleport out and then it gets saved and they teleport back in again. So the only way to do that as a one-part story, really, would be to have them teleport to the command centre, Zordon go, here's the MacGuffin of the week, now get back in the Megazord, I fixed it for you. And how deeply unsatisfying would that have been? Um, Yes, I suppose for in terms of a storyline, it would have been deeply unsatisfying, but I'm all about the action, and I just want action, action, action. 
I know, but, but that's the only way you could get all that action in one episode by sacrificing the plot entirely. I mean, maybe they should have had a different plot, something a bit more quest-like, like the Rangers have, you know, to get the Ultra Sword. That would have been nice, but obviously... Yeah, that's a good idea. More of a quest, yeah. Presumably there was a bit of a budget thing going on as well, let's face it. I'm not going to give this a one power coin because of that five minutes, which I really enjoyed, and I really liked the monster design. But the rest of it, I couldn't care less, and I'm just going to give it two power coins out of six. Well, I... I agreed with you on the first one, and I agree with you on the second one. Wow, two yeah, in a row. There is stuff that I liked. I like the thing with, as you say, Tommy and the putties. I like Bulk and Skull turning up as angels, even though Kimberly's reaction to it is awful. Yes. I like the Zord fight. There's good stuff in there. But, yeah, it, it's a letdown on so many levels. So mm. I'm, I'm going two out of six. I think what we're trying to say, writers of the Power Rangers show 25 years ago, you should have done better. Uh, we're giving you a low rating as encouragement for you to do better next time. Yep. And do you know who wouldn't have lost confidence? Who? Uncle Howard. Uncle Howard! Exactly! If Uncle Howard was here, he would have just completely... In fact, all the other Rangers would have not had to go through the confidence crisis because they would have been boosted, there'd be no fading, and he would have grown to supersize a punch <laughs> in the face. Well, Uncle Howard would have just been like, eh, I'm good. I'm, I know who I am. I'm pretty happy with myself. And, oh, look, I've got my morphine communicator. They were here all along, guys. Screw you, Quagmire! <laughs> Okay, so that wraps it up for this week. Do join us again next week when we will be looking at The Rockstar. We'll see you next week, Wednesday, as always. I've been PDT. I've been Grax. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.